This is James Granstrom, and you're listening to the Super Soul Model Series. This podcast is designed to uplift and inspire you to making positive changes in your life. I have conversations about health, happiness, spirituality, and why adopting a positive and successful mindset will change your life for the better. In this week's episode, I'm speaking with Gita Shatria. Gita is renowned for her famous blog, Live Well with Gita, and she is a holistic wellness coach. And we have a conversation about the simple steps to help you on your journey of greater well-being. Hello and welcome to the James Grahamstrom podcast. On this week's Super Soul Model series, I'm speaking with Gita Shatria, who is a holistic wellness coach. Gita is helping motivate and inspire people to live well by creating mindfulness and healthy habits, especially around nutrition, active living, rest and recovery, and generally making people accountable for their healthy lifestyle. I am so thrilled to have Gita. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited uh, to have this conversation. Um, I was so inspired by you when I first met you and really excited about this. So just a little origin about how Gita and I met one another. Actually, I met Gita and her whole family at Florence <laughs> Airport a few weeks ago. And, um, uh, and I, just, I, I accidentally bumped into her husband at the water machine and he was having difficulty trying to get the water out the vending machine. I said, I'll just get you a water. And before too long, Gita was way up the queue and getting on the plane. And she said, well, come with us. You're with our family now. So I kind of <laughs> was blessed to be pulled up and, and make myself a new family. We got talking and, and lo and behold, here we are having a conversation about holistic living and wellness. And I said to Gita, well, you better come on my podcast because this is what I'm all about. And so I'm thrilled to speak with you, Gita, thrilled to pick your brains on nutrition, wellness, active living, rest and recovery, how you do it and how you've helped so many people, especially with your blog and with your Insta post. So I guess my first thing to ask you before you know we get going is how did you get into this wellness and holistic journey of yours? Wow. Um, well, number one, welcome to my family. We're Indian and we embrace everybody. And so uh, right away when we were at the Florence airport, I thought, yep, he needs to be in our family. So I said, come up, come up to my queue, like to my part of the queue. So uh, welcome to my family. And thanks again for having me on. Um, my wellness journey, actually, I, you know, when I think back on it, probably started about 16 years ago. So um, 16 years ago is when I had um, my youngest child, Rohan, uh, who you met. So now, obviously, he's 16. But at that time, it was sort of my life, my wellness journey post-child, post-Rohan and pre-Rohan. So before uh, Rohan, I did not work out at all. I ate whatever I felt like, drank whatever I felt like, just wasn't conscious of it. I probably knew, uh, you know, that I should follow some uh, healthy habits, probably should work out, eat well, drink lots of water. I just never did it. I always found an excuse not to. But after Rohan was born, I thought, you know what, I do want to spend the rest of my life being able to keep up with my kids, being healthy. And so at that point is when I started. And the first thing I did was I said, I'm going to get get on the treadmill and try to run three miles. Not right away. Obviously, it was a journey. It was a process. And had, you so, ever, had you ever run three miles before that time? Never, never. Wow. I literally could not run one block without running out of breath. And so as with anything, I came up with a program and I worked, I committed. And um, within six weeks, I went from not running at all, sitting on the couch to running three miles in 30 minutes. 
Um, but a lot with that also realized that what I ate mattered as well, how much water I drank mattered also. And that really was the start of my personal wellness journey. Um, and, and so, uh, just kind of kept always doing research, trying to find, um, different ways to incorporate health. Uh, but one big thing that I had, I think going for me and still have going for me is my culture, which has such, um, great holistic type, um, nutrition, um, you know, recipes, ideas, wellness ideas regarding meditation that I thought well, I can put this together and really help other people as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And just for, for, for people who don't know, I've done a little research on Gita. And I, one of the things that I've been blessed with is that I'm a pattern spotter. And it's amazing that we really attract people who have similar energy to us wherever we go. And in holistic living, and I studied Ayurvedic medicine years ago, and I'm fascinated by Ayurvedic medicine. And, uh, Gita's surname is actually Kshatriya, and it's one of the four Vedic surnames that they have. And Kshatriya is actually the warrior surname in the Vedas, uh, in the Vedics. Excuse me if I if I make, if I've got that, I got right. that right. Right, yes, yeah, so, got it. Yes, and um, that really, when she said that my surname means warrior, that really hit a, a spot in my heart. Actually, when she was pulling me up the queue to come into the family, and my one of my friends who I was traveling with, he also came up and was like amazing new friends you know <laughs> when we all gone up in the uh, airport queue yeah and Gita and I as we were speaking I was like wow the warrior is such an important part of our makeup when we commit to health and wellness and it's not always easy and for me in my journey it's been different you know I used to drink a lot I used to smoke a lot and and now that's not me at all and so I had to go through my own initiation of adversity to go right I'm going to commit to something very different so anybody who's listening it's never easy when you get at the beginning it's always the hardest part that birth part of committing to a new version of yourself like Gita was saying is like getting up getting on committing to that three miles is really tough because it goes against what you already know it does yes it does and I think though that that's a great point is that you have to visualize yourself as the warrior, as the person that's healthy, the person that works out. You have to, because if, if not, you'll always stay where you're at. You'll stay stagnant, but you have to visualize yourself and then move towards that. And there never is that perfect time, is there? There's always that project. There's always, oh, well, I have young children or I have uh, I'm traveling or whatnot, but if you can take or you that have situation, a business, or you know, you can make all the excuses yes. you want under the sun, but at some point, yes. you've got to commit. You've got to commit Absolutely. without fail, and that is tapping into your inner warrior. And I, what I love about Gita and her story and what she's sharing is that that the, her surname really tells a subliminal tale. And I don't know if you're listening. If you're listening, you can't see, but. If you're watching, you can see behind her, there's a blackboard full of uh, unusual letters if you don't know what <laughs> it means. But uh, just for, for anybody who's listening who can't actually see what's behind you on your blackboard, Gita, share with us what that actually does because I really sure. believe that everything that we do has subliminal messages for us that are either helping us gravitate to who we want to become or or perhaps even sending a message that of something we don't realize yet, but we can become aware of and move away from. 
Absolutely. So if you can't see, and just so you know that I'm sitting at my dining, uh, in my dining room at the table, which is where our family gathers every evening for meals. Um, and that's something that we've instilled in, in the kids that we eat together as a family at the dining table. Um, so uh, when the children were younger, I actually used to teach them um, Gujarati, which is uh, the language that, um, you know, our family speaks in India. So, um, and, and since they've grown and gotten busy, busy schedules and all, um, I've stopped teaching them, but I never wanted them to forget what I taught them. So I created a blackboard with some of the basic words and um, letters, which are symbols to us, they look like symbols. And I put that um, on the dining table wall so that when we gather at the table, even if they just look at it and it's a subliminal message, it's, it's something that they they see in the kind of in the back of their mind, they, they see it and they're like, oh yeah, I remember this is the language that mom taught me when I was younger and that I should remember. Subliminal messages kind of as an identity to who they are. And that's again, similar to what, you know, we talk about subliminally, if we can visualize ourselves as healthy, that we, uh, we embrace wellness, that's what we will embody. That's what we will live. And that's what we always want to remember. And it's, be it's beautiful that you keep, you know, what the mind sees, the mind takes on. But if it's out of sight and out of mind, it's a bit like in your house. If you don't put fruit on the table, you're probably yeah. not going to eat fruit. But if the fruit and the fresh veg is in the kit is in the fridge and you've got healthy snacks available to pick on and there's no you know bad snacks or only bad snacks there you're going to snack on whatever's in your house so if it's Absolutely. there you're going to be picking up on it um and, and, and in feng shui which i studied years ago is that when there is fresh fruit and things on the table available it looks abundant it's healthy and this yeah. is all sending that subliminal message to say vitality and vibrance and color, which is found yeah. in fresh fruit and veggies, is what the body naturally wants anyway. Exactly. It's funny you say that because um, I've created uh, a six-week program that I've put um, group, some groups through and I've done some one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. And, you know, one of the big things with nutrition is try to eat clean food. So if it was made in a plant, don't eat it. If it is a plant, eat it. Um, if it's something that's minimally processed, if it comes in a box, read the ingredients. If it's got 15 ingredients that you don't know, you probably shouldn't be eating it. Um, and one of the first things um, as, as people start this program, what I have them do is actually go through their refrigerator, their pantry, also their desk at their office and any cabinets where they store food and say, get rid of all of the things you know you probably shouldn't be eating anyway, bags of processed food, get rid of all that and replace it and replenish it with things you know you should be eating. So that when hunger strikes, you open the refrigerator, um, you know, if you see a piece of cake, you may want to eat the piece of cake, but if you see carrots and hummus, uh, and that's that's what, what is there, you'll probably reach, that, reach for that, and it's such a better choice. Um, not to say we should never indulge, we all indulge, but for the most part, and, and this is sort of also where this, uh, idea of an 80-20 lifestyle comes in, you know, 80-90% of the time, try to eat whole foods and 80-10% of the time, you can indulge. Um, but out of sight, you're not going to reach for it, you're not going to think of think of it, you know, you open the you open the pantry door. And if you when you're hungry, see a bag of chips, you're probably going to go for that. Um, so, so true, so true. I mean, you're gonna, you know, like I, my sister bought me uh, a, um, 
in 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 English we we have these Kit Kat bars. I don't know if you get them in the state. Oh yes, uh, love Kit Kat. Yes. lived in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but we have like Kit Kats and Snickers and stuff like that. I know you have more Hershey bars and stuff like that in the state. But yeah. my sister bought these packs and I'd left it in the uh, in the cupboard in the pantry for like three weeks. And then one day I just ate it because <laughs> uh, it was there, wasn't it? You know, so now it's calling out your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but what I what I tend to find is that I definitely for me in the last 20 years or so since I started my health journey and my journey to well-being is that. I have that 80-20 rule and I'm 80% healthy, uh, natural foods um, and 20% naughty, I call it, 20% whatever I want. But 80% of my stuff is absolutely, you know, as organic as possible. Yeah. Served me so well for so long. Um, and uh, and I think that 80-20, yeah, and the 80-20 rule actually helps you towards wellness because if you feel constricted and constrained and um, that you you aren't able to indulge or um, restricted, you're sort of going to start feeling some resentment. And maybe then when you do have something in front of you, you might overdo it. So having that balanced lifestyle is actually great for wellness. Yeah. And and if you do start to resent what you ha- you're, you're doing, you're just going to rebel because I think we as human beings naturally yeah. rebel. You don't want to be told what to do. No. But if you are educated enough to know that eating really well unprocessed fresh fruits legumes nuts and seeds and we're going to get into some of uh, uh some of gita's cooking because uh, you know i've looked online and she is an incredible <laughs> chef and maybe she can give us a, a snack or two or at least guide us towards her blog yeah but when <clears throat> when we you know we're, we're eating like that the body is going to feel replenished it's going to reboot it's going to give you the natural energy and vitality so that you can perform at your highest level um and and hopefully not get too tired you know you know there's certain different energies that are really important for you natural energy universal energy physical energy emotional energy and mental energy all of these play such a key part in your vitality and your journey of well if you can get them in balance which, you know, is what Gita shares, you know, especially yeah. with the nutrition, then you're going to really have a thriving life and a family where you can create a legacy where they pass it on too. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And what you do, your children see, and they embody that as well. So, um, you know, we've, we've created this culture of healthy living and we like to eat well, we like to indulge, we love to work out, we will like to go on vacations and just hang out at the beach as well. And, and so they've, they've embraced that also. Um, when we were, we were just recently in Europe, which is um, where we met James um, at the Florence airport, but we made it a point to go to a CrossFit gym in Rome because we just wanted to one, get in a workout, but two, see how other people work out. You did, know, did, um, the kids, did the kids go as well? Yes. Absolutely. Wow. Oh, they can whip our butts. Um, but we also are much older than them. So it's all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's amazing yeah. that you're getting your kids yes. to do that. I've got my oh, nephews yeah. and nieces here currently on vacation here in Spain with us. And, you know, we're yes. swimming every day. The, the kids are about 11 to the twins are 11 and, and my niece is uh, 14. But we're yes. swimming all day long, all day long. And I, I'm yes. a bit of a fish, you know, I'm quite good in the water. So yeah. You know, yeah. we're teaching them that just being moving the body all day exactly. long. Exactly, such a good thing. Uh, such just an, uh, having that mindset of being active. You know, we when we were in Rome and Florence and London, 
um, we walked pretty much everywhere. We would walk, I think the kids calculated on their fancy watches that we were probably walking seven to eight miles a day. Um, and, and so if you can't go work out, go for a walk. If you have little children and you think, oh my gosh, I, you know, I can't get in a workout, take them to the park and let them run around and you run around after them. So feel that into your lifestyle and, and, um, and that's just one step towards your health as well right so Gita I just wanted to sort of take this conversation a little bit further now because I'm quite excited about you you, one of the things that you you believe is a big mind-body connection now I see this uh, daily with my own work and my own uh, studies and education with regards to health and well-being talk to us a little about what you've discovered with the mind-body connection and how important that is for for someone's holistic wellness journey Well, I mean, I think that um, there's a quote that um, I read, which I think really um, encompasses it all. Um, It's by a gentleman named Greg Anderson. He's a race car driver, but he's obviously into wellness as well. Um, He says, wellness is a complete integration of mind, body, spirit. So everything we do, we think, we feel, we believe has an effect on our state of well-being. So how many times have you woken up in the morning and you're like, oh, I am just too tired and I'm not going to go work out. But how many times have you forced yourself to work out? And at the end of it, you say, God, I feel so great. Your body, you know, if you can overcome sometimes what your body is saying, and sometimes you need to listen to what your body is saying. So you really have to pay attention. Your, your body hears everything your mind is saying and vice versa as well. So it's such a, such a complete integration So this Um, is a really good question that I want to ask you here because it's a delicate balance that we're trying to help, hopefully, the audience here. How do you know when you can overcome the body saying, I'm too tired versus actual need for rest and recovery? Because that is a massive point where you get this equilibrium going on. Right. And I think that a big part of it is to create a routine. And if you can create a routine, then you are you become so much better at paying attention to and listening to your body and what it's saying. So and and your body then starts craving. Um, Now, you know, if you've had a massive work week or you've had, you know, been on vacation, a massive traveling or you feel ill, you're not feeling well. Those are signs you need to listen to your body and maybe take a rest day. But if you're following your routine, all other things being fine, then sometimes your body, you do, your mind has to overcome that feeling of um, tired. Sometimes you just need to get out and, and get moving and that'll make you feel better. So you, you almost have to kind of take a look at your circumstance. Okay, why am I feeling this way? Is it just that I'm just not in the mood or do you physically have something going on? Was there some, sure. something, you know. The aches and pains, they're telling you something. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and that also goes true, uh, you know, is true for hunger. Um, when you can set your body to a routine, so, you know, you eat generally at the same time every day, you have a snack at the same time, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe two snack times in between. If, if you continue that for a, a period of time, eventually your body will know you won't even have to look at the time your body will know, hey, it's breakfast time, feed me, it's 7.15. You look up and you're like, oh, it's around seven. That's when I usually eat breakfast. Or, you know, I usually have a protein shake at 3 p.m. Well, my stomach just kind of starts telling me, hey, where's that protein shake? I look up and it's like, yeah, 2.45, 3 o'clock. It's about that time. You can almost train your body um, with routine, which is a big thing. 
And that's where that's where you started your journey when you you know the initial three mile run did did the food follow suit the nutrition you know where was that yeah no absolutely because while you know I, I started slow but then as you start um, increasing the intensity your body is starting to tell you hey you're doing something different that you haven't done previously now I need some nutrition to follow yeah. okay well what is that nutrition going to be probably going to need some good carbs. Yeah. Um, probably going to need some protein to start building some muscle. Um, probably going to need a lot of water for hydration. So these are some of the basic things we know we should do these things, but to put it together is is sort of how I where I guide people. That's fantastic. Um, I remember when I started my journey. You know, in it, I, I may have a lot of knowledge these days, but when I first started, I had zero. So I had to go out and acquire it. That's why. I love to share what I've learned along the way and what's really worked and, and meet other experts like your good self, you know, just to, to find out what works for it. And is there a common denominator? When I first started, um, I remember I was trying to stop drinking because that's what the culture was in the UK when you were a kid, you know, you're 18, 19, 20, and there's not much else to do. And I was like, right, this has got to stop. But it took me another 10 years before I actually stopped. Right. And so that's when I committed to running a marathon. So I ran the London Marathon like in, year, I can't remember what it was. It was like early 2000s. Yeah. And, um, and that made me go, well, I'm not going to drink for this. And then I'm going to become plant-based as well. So I was weaning off becoming more yeah. plant-based. Uh, sorry, weaning off meat to become more plant-based. And that's right. exactly what happened. And I've been plant-based for the same amount of time, almost 20 years as, as the amount of, of being sober or, or not drinking. Yeah. And my the vitality and the energy has been unparalleled. But you've got to yeah. find out what works for you. And what I love Absolutely. about what Gita shares in her blog. So, guys, you've got to check out a blog um, at, at Live Well with Gita. But um, it's the committing to health. So where would you start committing to health? If someone was new and just going, right, I understand this. I know it's good for me. Right. But, but. where do you start? Well, you start where you are. That's what I say. You start where you are with what you have. So where the first thing is to commit. The first thing is to say those words. I want to be healthy. I need to make a change or I, I, this is it. Like this is where my wellness journey starts. And once you do, um, then you take a look at what your life looks like. What, what does your family life look like? What does your nutrition look like? What is your, what do your workouts and your active lifestyle look like? And just start making some small changes. Like, as I said before, if you um, are a new mother and you have a newborn and you want to start your wellness journey, start now. Don't make excuses to say, well, I think I'll start once my child is five. Well, because then at five, your child's going to be running around. Then what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. So start now. Take a look at what your lifestyle is and then start making some little tweaks. So for example, for that newborn, you know, for the, the mother that, that has a newborn, um, you can still go on walks. Walks are wonderful, and it's a great way to be active. Maybe while you walk, you can add some lunges. It's, there's never a bad time to incorporate healthy foods, healthy whole foods. So lentils, um, you know, fruits, vegetables, try to con- make your um, diet consist of that. There's never a bad time for that. But the, that's why I say start where you are assess, assess where you are, and then start making some small changes. Um, take a look at your pantry and maybe you start there. Maybe you do just take out, uh, you know, maybe you do some swaps. Maybe you um, love rice. Okay. Well, maybe let's try to swap that out for 
quinoa or brown rice, maybe, you know, uh, for at least one meal or two. Um, just making little swaps is a, is a bit, can make a huge difference over time as well. So is, would you say this is how you simplify your outlook, you know, just by doing these little simple swaps? Exactly, exactly. Um, the other thing is like, for example, um, you know, I talk about active life and nutrition, they go well, you know, together. But uh, I had a client that had COVID recently suffered through COVID, but also was um, suffering through symptoms of long COVID. Um, so she always said, she goes, well, I can eat well, but I'm just, just don't have the energy to go work out. Um, so uh, two things we did. One, we increased her water intake, which it's such a simple thing. Water gives you vitality. It gives you energy. Um, while it may not have any of those, you know, uh, nutrition, vitamin C, but the, uh, those types of things, it definitely, um, you know, the hydration that your organs need, it provides that and having enough water is important. So one, I got her on water, but number two, I said, don't think that, you know, maybe uh, you're going to climb a mountain. We live in Phoenix and there's tons of hiking here. I said, why don't you start by at least walking one block or maybe walk 10 minutes and then maybe add five minutes each day um, and slowly build it up. And I worked with her for six weeks. And by the end of it, she in fact did climb a mountain. She climbed three miles um, up a mountain. And she says, I never thought I could do this, but you have to start somewhere. Absolutely. And, right, start. Right. And, and I love just to keep it simple and just add. It's just building and add little by little. Right. Yeah. Gita, I, I mean, I would love to, to go through all your food list, but what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to put a link for everybody at the end of this podcast where they can look at your blog, look at all your amazing recipes and all the little yeah. snacks that you make, you know, for your family or just for yourself or whoever you're absolutely. looking after. All your snacks look absolutely delicious. So I'm going to make sure your links are all available. But Gita um, presents like and helps people personally in group settings and also helps uh, corporate wellness and develops corporate wellness programs is there anything that you'd just like to share you know where people can find more about you Gita other than that I will put all the links here but you know just yeah tell us about yeah, so, where they can find you yeah so Instagram is a great place um to find me um live well with Gita and um it's just a place where I like to share and I try to motivate people share some um knowledge that I've gained over the the last few years um and, and also just a place that I like to connect with other people as well. So Live Well with Gita is a great place. Um, regarding the well, uh, the corporate wellness, um, you can also find me on LinkedIn at Live Well with Gita. I've worked with companies um, and even departments within companies who like to go through their own personal um, group challenges because, you know, in a group setting and you can motivate each other and keep each other accountable. Um, it's just, it, it's such a, it just works wonder. So um linkedin is another place that you can um be in touch with me uh facebook and then just a side note is also um i have a blog with all my recipes um and it's called warrior in the kitchen it's called warrior in so definitely go there you'll find a ton of recipes um that are all um vegetarian and many of them plant-based as well beautiful gita thanks for coming on the show been a joy to speak to you and uh, thanks for all your wisdom and knowledge uh thank you james this, this was a lot of fun thanks for listening to the show and if you've enjoyed it please show your support by heading over to apple and leaving a review i am so thankful for all your reviews because they make the show